podcast. My name is Val, your host for the show. We want to use this series as an opportunity to connect with some of the most generous and innovative Rotarians around the world. Today, we have a really great conversation planned, and I'm so excited to be joined by two amazing women in the Rotary community to talk about their journey into leadership. Before we get started, I want to introduce you to my co-host today and our brand new president. Tammy is a professional communicator that graduated from Mount Royal University with a Bachelor in Communications and Public Relations. She is currently the communication specialist at the Alzheimer's Society of Calgary, and her innate curiosity for life motivates her to learn about and engage with the worlds around her, which has definitely benefited our club as, and uh, her as a member of Rotary. Service over self is a personal value of Tammy's, and she prides herself in serving and changing lives. In her year as president of Calgary Connect, Tammy hopes to build on the momentum of the club that it's already established, including serving local and international communities. In her spare time, Tammy enjoys hanging out with her family, her friends, and her cute French bulldog. She enjoys reading and going on adventures, whether locally or internationally. We are so excited to have Tammy start her year as president of Rotary Club of Calgary Connect, which if you didn't know, we sponsor this series and we're a club that does things just a little bit differently. Um, so Tammy, welcome. Thanks for having me, Val. I really am so excited about today's conversation. As you mentioned, I'm in week two of navigating my position as president for our club. I'm so excited as we have a lot of really great initiatives planned this year, but I wouldn't be totally honest if I didn't say that I'm a tiny bit intimidated, especially as a young female leader. But luckily, our guest today has an outstanding background in leadership. I think it's time we introduce her. She has been a huge volunteer throughout her life, focusing on community development, including chairing the Alberta Seniors Games in 1999 and developing community learning campuses. She is a member of Rotary Club of Olds and just finished her term as District 5360 Governor. Mary Turner, congratulations on completing your year as District Governor. We are so happy to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much, Tammy. It's a real pleasure to be with you. And you know, it's such a warm introduction this afternoon. And it really is a thrill. And you mentioned your your butterflies about navigating your new year. And that's exactly the way I felt as my whole year unfolded with the whole COVID thing and just navigating that whole new year and new world with uh, COVID all around us through the pandemic. And that was why I chose the theme of navigating a new world for our district conference, because truly every day was a new day and every day was a new opportunity. So it's a real pleasure to be with you today. Absolutely. I can't imagine how that would have been just such a whirlwind signing up for one thing and then it just completely gets shifted upside down. Tell me a little bit about your experience just as a Rotarian. How many years have you been a part of Rotary? So I'll take you back to November of 2008 was uh, when a colleague at work asked me if uh, we would consider joining Rotary, asked my husband and myself together. And 
uh, came out to the local club in Olds. I really wanted to give back to the community in a different way than I'd done already. And it was a great way to meet more people that I didn't know in the community that had like-minded ideas about how they wanted to give back. Mm -hmm. So it's been just a little over 12 years that I've been in Rotary. I've been involved in lots of different projects, uh, whether they're local or international. And of course, that whole opportunity in leadership through Rotary has been a huge door opener and learning curve, to be honest. There's so many things to learn about Rotary uh, that you just get your, your toe in the puddle and then it just grows and grows. So it's been an amazing experience. And you know, it's not ending. There's going to be a lot more opportunities in the future as well. Oh, that's so exciting. Congratulations on 12 years. That's such a long time. One thing that I'm a little bit um, excited about as my year as president is I've only been a Rotarian for one year. And so during the pandemic, it was a bit more removed. And so I'm excited to take on this role and really get to learn the nuances of Rotary and just being thrown into everything Rotary and learn as much as I possibly can. So it should be really exciting. And you're right, there are so so many different opportunities to grow and participate within Rotary that there really is something for everyone. So let me know what were some of your emotions when you took on the district governor role? How was that experience for you in general, but also as a female? So um, the, the role of district governor is actually a four-year position. It starts uh, two years before you actually get the baton, two years of training uh, that goes into the role. And of course, uh, everything has to be ratified through the AGM with the entire membership of the entire district. So it was a huge honor and a real thrill to have my name shortlisted and then to actually um, be successful in being asked to be the district governor. A little overwhelmed, certainly challenged, but uh, and a little nervous, to be honest. There are so many incredible district governors in our district who have come before me that I felt I had some pretty big shoes to fill. Um, but also excited for the opportunity to bring a little different look to the position, uh, being I am the second youngest district governor ever in our district and the third female in our district. So um, I have the two things that Rotary International is so passionate about, uh, younger leaders and more female representation in higher leadership positions. So those were two things that were certainly in my favor. Uh, very excited to, to try new things and to have that opportunity, Tammy, but also extremely nervous because I always want to do a good job and, um, and put 100% into everything I do. So wanted it to be a very successful journey for our district. Right. Wow, that's amazing. Being the female and young that is taking on two big changes for traditional Rotary. And that's something that resonates with our club and our take of doing things a little bit differently, being able to meet young professionals and young people where they're at so they can still be a part of something, give back to their community, but also understanding that they're busy, they are in their the height of their careers or starting their careers. They often have young families. And so doing things a little bit differently definitely resonates with our club 
as well. So you did mention um, that, of course, it was a challenging year. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? So going back, you know, um, I was a district governor-elect before COVID hit. So in my mind, I'm thinking the biggest challenge being district governor is the conference. District conference is a big deal. It's a three-day event. Generally, you need to build a team. You need to find a location, a venue, everything else. So in my mind, that was going to be my biggest challenge. Well, as we got closer to that July 1st date, as everyone knows, uh, COVID came to us in the spring before I, I was able to receive the baton. And everything changed. My focus changed. Suddenly, the district conference wasn't going to be my biggest challenge. My biggest challenge was going to be keeping Rotarians engaged in our district in a virtual format, something that people had never done before. Lots of people hadn't even had the technology to, to pivot to a virtual experience in Rotary, let alone be relied upon for the entire year. We didn't know at that stage that it was going to be a whole year, of course. We kind of kept hoping that it was going to be shorter. But as we got closer to that July 1st date, there were more things that were coming from Rotary International. You know, um, the district governors weren't allowed to visit their clubs. Uh, we weren't uh, permitted to do any kind of travel at all, not either not even in the district or internationally. So how do you keep people engaged in a virtual environment when you've got those kinds of limitations? So that was, that was something that we had to do, that I had to do a lot of thinking about. And at the International Assembly, which is held every year, it was held for me in January. Uh, we gather 550 incoming district governors from around the world, plus our partners. So we were all in San Diego in January. And I remember talking to one of my classmates and saying, you know, our district is really big from a geography perspective. And when you think about having to drive to all of our clubs at least once, if not twice, you're on the road a lot. Uh, a lot of kilometers on your vehicle, a lot of time, a lot of hours. I'm still working. Um, I wasn't sure how I was going to manage that. But I thought, what if we did videos? What if we did video conferencing and maybe monthly video messaging? And maybe we could do like meetings through video. And when you know, that's exactly what happened. But we were starting to think about even back in January before COVID even started, I was thinking, how can we use technology better to connect with each other and to form relationships? And, and now, you know, when we, when we meet people face to face, honestly, it's like, here's your Hollywood Square. If I don't see you in my Hollywood Square, I might not recognize you on the street, but um, but we've developed so many great relationships as a result of using technology. And, and that was a real silver lining to the whole COVID experience, right? So it, it worked out really well. Yeah, and that you mentioned that uh, you, you were the, first, the third female in, in the district um, to be uh, in this position. And, and I think the challenges with COVID and as you identified even, Early on, you were thinking about the balance that you needed to have as a working professional, um, also the time commitment it would take to, to travel and visit um, different clubs. And 
I'm wondering if you got tapped on the shoulder, if you yourself thought this is a challenge I want to take because I think sometimes as females, we hold back a little bit because there's so much to balance. And so I'm just wondering how you navigated that. Like, did somebody really encourage you or is that a, a leap you decided to take yourself? And, you know, how did you balance everything else in your life? Yeah, good question. So that was a little bit of both. Um, I, I would consider myself a very independent. I, we're very happily married, but we're very independent adults. I do my thing. My husband does his thing. And I thought this is going to be no different than anything else we've ever done in our 34-year marriage. You know, I'll go do my thing as district governor. He's still working full time. He might come, but pretty much not likely going to come to any of my events. In talking to previous district governors, they said, you know what, you just make it work for your schedule. You know, family is important. Work is important. Rotary is important. There's no timeline that you have to get everything done within the first two months of your year. Um, you know, you'll, you'll make it work, Mary. Don't worry about it. Everything will fall into place. So I had lots of support from other Rotarians and other past district governors that I would make it work. And knowing that they had done it in the past meant that, you know, it, it could be done. And other district governors in the past have also been in a working position. So I felt that I'd be able to balance it. And my husband was very supportive that, uh, you know, I'd be able to do it as well. But it was it was a big challenge to think about being on the road for all of those hours when you think about the size of our district. And, uh, you know, you think about going to Saskatchewan and even down to the southern parts of our district. Those are sleepover events. They aren't one day down and back kind of situations. Yep, absolutely. And it really speaks to just the how technology has broadened our ability to connect and it's so interesting that you were already ahead of that before the pandemic you were already thinking how can we use technology to bridge some of those gaps and, and broaden our reach and connect with more people more often as well right and but all the while keeping a balance of still working and having a family and making sure our priorities are all in order I think it also speaks to kind of anything in life where it may seem a little bit overwhelming, but it always works out. You have to trust the process, trust your skills, trust your support network and know that it, it will work out and it will be tremendous. So it's been great hearing about some of the challenges you faced. What were some of the successes that you experienced as district governor? What would be your number one success that you are happy and proud to tell other Rotarians and people in your life? You know, Tammy, to be honest, there have been so many great successes. It's hard to know where to start. Um, a lot of my personality is certainly who I am as district governor. So I think the first thing is I was just myself the whole time. I am very much a team player. I am very much a delegator. So um, I thought I think that we really had a lot of success in connecting and engaging with Rotarians across the district. And, you know, interactors, early actors, right through the whole family of Rotary, Rotor actors and Rotarians. We had 396 people register for district conference, highest number ever in a, for a virtual format. Now, can you imagine if those 396 people came with a significant other, 
Like that's just incredible numbers for a district conference. So to me, that was amazing. Uh, we had a huge, a, a very fabulous team on the district governor, uh, the district conference planning committee. And I give a huge vote of thanks to them because they did an amazing job. We had incredible representation at every monthly webinar that we held. Um, I think that was a, a great success. Uh, the district governor videos that I did the first of the month, I focused on a theme of the month, got different people from across our district to help me uh, showcase that theme of the month. I think that was a, another brand new thing that I'd never considered before. And now Martin Parnell is continuing to do that in his year. So that's been great. Lots of huge successes. When I see club presidents that I've met online at board meetings and at club meetings, and then I see them coming to monthly webinars and I see them coming to just join for social events. It's like, we've made a connection. We've made a relationship. And I can't wait to see you next week at our next opportunity because we've connected. And, I, and for me, that shows that we're really fulfilling that fellowship side of Rotary and we're working together and we're breaking down barriers and we're realizing that we don't have to reinvent the wheel that, you know, if somebody else has done it in another club, in another community, why not ask them? Because I would guarantee that they're going to help you out with your project. And to see that collaboration amongst Rotarians across the district is a huge success in my mind, because we're, we're that much further along the way in being successful in our community and, and international projects. So yeah. lots, lots and lots of silver linings. It's been awesome. It sounds like a really am amazing year and you accomplished a ton. So congratulations again. That's so exciting. I do like the idea that the pandemic did enable those connections that perhaps we wouldn't have otherwise had with people outside of our general circle and that's what we at Calgary Connect are really interested in whether it's connecting with our own members other members of the broader Rotary Rotary group or people of our community I just want to back up and tap into how you said you really were just your own your your personality really shone through you were yourself and that in itself took you far and gave you the confidence to really be successful in your role. And I think that's important in our society today, particularly as females, when things like social media and social influencers, and we're in this world that is surrounded by people and industry telling us how to be and what to be, and you nailed it on the head by being yourself and identifying your own strengths and using them it really enabled you to have a really successful year. And I think that's really important. And it's something really just to celebrate and to continue telling particularly young women, all women, because it can be a bit more challenging for us as women. And in saying that, um, I'm a bit curious, have you either through Rotary or any of your other leadership roles experienced ageism or sexism? And if so, how did you navigate those situations? Oh, good question, Tammy. So I'll, yes, I will say yes on both accounts. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm the second youngest in our district. 
Um, I'm still working. I'm not retired. And so, yes, I did come across some situations where people would, you know, um, indicate that you know, perhaps if I was more experienced, I would have more knowledge um, with the particular topic at hand. And uh, the, the sexism part, it came into um, one or two uh, conversations that I had with people. But again, focusing on your strong skill set, I think, really helped me a lot. Working with other mentors in Rotary, um, other ladies who had been in leadership positions and gentlemen for that matter too, um, provided me with that extra support to know that I was completely um, in, in the right frame of mind. I had the right uh, approach to the situation and to just continue on that path. So having a strong mentor work with you through some of these situations, having somebody that you can talk to when those situations arise because we are navigating a new world. Let's be honest, Rotary for many, many years was a men's club and was a, an experienced um, businessman's club. And so women are breaking through that glass ceiling now. And we see it in Jennifer Jones as our Rotary International President. As she takes the leadership with that, we see that in Valerie Wafer, who's our current Rotary International Vice President, two Canadians, both from Ontario. Like, how proud is that to be a Canadian female leader in Rotary with those ladies ahead of us? So, um, you know, I would say just focus on your strengths. Know that you've got strong mentors in your back pocket whenever you need them. And to also know that Rotary International supports you 100%. They want to see women in leadership. They want to see younger people in leadership roles. And the whole idea of delegating what's on your plate is encouraged. You don't have to take it all on. I think you're smart if you can delegate things to other people. You're still overseeing the, the role of president of the club, but you don't have to take it all on. You just have to make sure that it all happens. Right. So and that's, again, knowing yourself, knowing your strengths, knowing your resources, knowing your knowing your capabilities. Do you think that some of the challenge sometimes I know in my experience, um, particularly like in very collaborative environments, my default is to give credit to the team. And I think it's really important to do that. But as women leaders, um, particularly facing some some criticism regarding whether, you know, we might have the experience or, or not. Do you think um, it's important for us to take the win sometimes? Like, I, I loved how you talked about your successes um, because, you know, it was a tough year. And I think all those things really were important to creating this great um, connections that we have across, you know, our district. Um, so like what advice might you have for women is coming up in taking the win or maybe when we do need to take a step back and and let others take it um, in establishing ourselves as leaders. So I think we need to we need to give credit to some of the work that we've done in the past as female leaders. I think generally women tend to downplay that when we're in a in a management meeting or something like that. We give credit to the team but we don't always give credit to the experience and the resources that we've established for ourselves over the years. 
And I think that that's very important for not only for recognition, but for other people on the team to realize the skill set that you bring and the experience that you bring to the team. Um, you know, the role is of district governor. Uh, there's certain criteria that has to be put in place. Like Tammy, one of the things is you have to have been a club president to be eligible to be district governor. Why? Because you know the challenges that you can envision when you're the club president. So you have those things that, you know, come across your plate as district governor. And instead of dealing with 25 or 30 people in a club, you've now got, you know, 1,800 people. So it's the same kind of stuff. It's just a little bigger volume, but you've already had those experiences as a club president. So it really just builds, you know, but I think as women, we tend to downplay that. We tend to give credit to other people and take a backseat. And that's not always a good way to portray ourselves, I think. Yeah, I agree. It's about balance, right? Being able to acknowledge our part in something, but still give credit to those who have helped along the way. And it's important to remember that experience is knowledge. So if someone would like to say, oh, you don't have the experience, well, how will I learn if you don't give me the opportunity to experience and learn, right? So it's it's nice that Rotary really does facilitate that and foster that and encourages that and allows people to learn and grow and have mentorships in place so that we can be successful as we're learning and growing. I just, speaking of following your passion, what motivates you to get out of bed in the morning and commit your time and, and energy to Rotary and, and makes you really proud to be a Rotarian? Oh, that, that gives me shivers having you say that to me. Like I really get shivers. Um, you know, so many things I've, I've been on, they talk about your rotary moment, right? They, people talk about, so what's your rotary moment? When did you become a rotary member? Like there's, there's a day when you join a rotary club and then there's a day when you become a Rotarian and they're two separate things entirely different. And for me, I, I was able to go on a, a, I was involved in a project in Kenya through this lady who invited me to join Rotary in the first place. And it enabled little girls to go to school, to gain an education and to be taken off the streets, to graduate from high school and have the opportunity to go on to post-secondary school. Her mom is a physician. She works at our clinic. And for me to see that impact into an entire village of little women, of little girls, that would otherwise have an entirely different world to grow up in um, just was a huge shiver for me. So, you know, you just never know when an opportunity is going to open up for something like that to happen. It could be as straightforward as providing a, a breakfast meal at the middle school here in Olds to see kids that come to school that are well fed, that can learn and, and be successful at school as opposed to coming to school with nothing in their stomachs. Um, to know that you've made that difference, however small it may be, uh, it changes a life. And, and to see the looks on those kids' faces and to have that relationship and for them to know that there's an adult in their life that truly thinks about them and, and makes them feel worthwhile in their environment is amazing. Uh, we took fire trucks down from Olds to a community in Mexico, drove 
fire trucks for eight days from Calgary, from Lethbridge down into Mexico, and to go to communities that didn't even have a fire truck or an ambulance, and to see the entire town come out when this volunteer fire truck was given to the community, and, and for people to just be extremely emotional because now they know that if something horrible happens in their community, they have a chance at life, whereas before they didn't. And we provided that change. It's an incredible feeling. I learned Spanish so that I could speak to the people in Mexico when we delivered the fire trucks. And I was so honored and, and thrilled to be able to do that on behalf of our district. And those are the opportunities that Rotary gives us. And we just don't know when the next door is gonna open. So continue to say yes. Continue to say yes to those opportunities yeah, you're going to be scared, you're going to be nervous, and your spouses or boyfriends or partners might think you're absolutely crazy, but it's amazing what happens, and uh, and I think that's why we're in Rotary, because we want to see that impact and that change happen, and if you can be the change maker to make somebody else's life that much better, why not, right? That's what we're all about. Um, just one last question here for you. What advice would you give to young female leaders just in general in Rotary as we are looking to diversify and really getting that kind of top-down approach from international of encouraging young people to join Rotary and encouraging females? What would you say to a young female who would be, want to become a leader in Rotary someday? So a couple of things I would say, be yourself. I would say gather a team around you that can enhance your skill set. So for me, in my position as district governor, um, my financial management is not one of my strengths. So one of the things that I did is I pulled aside our district treasurer, Jim Davis, and I said, Jim, please, can you teach me about the budget, about the budgeting process, about how the funding works for Rotary, how the expenditures work for Rotary? And I've done that with different people across the district to get a really good understanding of every aspect of running the district so that I feel confident in speaking to people, in presenting budgets, in board governance, and all of these kinds of things that are required as a, as a leader. So be yourself, gather a team of people around you who can enhance your current skill set. Find a mentor from within Rotary who who you can relate to, who can challenge you and support you in everything that you do and follow your passion. You know, we get so fired up with, with our passion when we're able to do those things that really rock our world. It, you know, I can't, I, it doesn't matter to me if you've been up all night and you're exhausted from a day at work. If you get to go to some, if I get to go out and be with people after an exhausting day, I get fired up. I'm an extrovert. I love to be with people. Meeting you guys tonight after a full day at our family practice clinic, which is a very busy day, is awesome. Like I felt tired when I got home from work, but I feel so energized being with you tonight because you really give me energy and and that's my passion. And that's what um, makes Rotary so fulfilling for me is to be with other like-minded people like yourselves who are doing amazing things. Uh, and I'm, I'm just so excited to hear about what your plans are, what you're doing and supporting you 100% and fulfilling your passions because everybody's 
got a different one and, and that's good. It's good that they're all different and diverse because we can stretch and impact so many more people that way. Absolutely. It really is such a blessing when we can kind of marry our strengths and our passions and create change and really just lead a really fulfilling life ourselves and with those around us. Because when we're passionate and we're confident in what we're doing, we can do exceptional things and make huge changes in our community. Mary, thank you so much for taking the time to join our show today. It was great to get to know you a little bit more and hear about your experiences. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. What an amazing episode, Tammy. It was so great to just listen to Mary. I loved how um, when you chatted with her about just some of the, I guess, the advice for you, and she just talked about how no people have your back, you know, um, people trust you and encourage, be encouraging to you. And I just thought that was such an important thing to realize. Like there are people that have your back. Yeah, I completely agree, especially in this time through COVID where we've all felt so isolated and kind of really had a lot of time for ourselves and to reflect internally. It's good to know that even even remotely, even virtually, you still have a team, you still have mentors, you still have people to reach out to that are going to be there for you and who are cheering for you and who are wanting you to have a win. So it's important to remember sometimes even if we are feeling a little lonely or isolated, there's people out there and they have your back and they're there with you. And it really truly takes a team and a village to accomplish anything. So you're not alone, even in a leadership role. Although there's one president or one district governor, there's a silent team behind you and together you can accomplish it. Mentioned you're kind of nervous about taking on this, um, what feels like a, a really big, big role, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I loved how she said, just be yourself, build on your strengths. Like, and you saw that in her year, like this, what an amazing, a, a year she had with COVID and being able to kind of connect people. Um, and I, I just am so excited for you. Absolutely. That honestly gave me confidence as I'm entering my role. Um, I've had a few meetings lately where I'm kind of just like, oh my God, what am I doing? How am I going to navigate this? I'm so new to anything like this. I'm not quite sure, but just hearing her say, be yourself. That's something that resonates with me. I, I'm often myself. I often say to people in my personal life, you get the same version of me at work as you do in real life. And maybe it should be a little more filtered, but it's not. I still remain tactful and respectful, but being yourself really is an important thing to harness. We're all unique individuals. We all have strengths and weaknesses, and it's important to know both. It's important to know my strengths, to know where I can really lead. And it's important to know my weaknesses, where I need to lean on my teammates and say, hey, I might need some help in this area. And so just knowing that her being herself was one of her greatest assets gives me a lot of confidence as I enter my role as well. Oh, so so exciting. I hope other people are as inspired as we are. And what a great match for you with her being only the third female district governor and also the, the second youngest. So I feel like that mirrors your challenge uh, as well, coming in as a female leader in our club and, and also a young leader, which is 
uh, it can be intimidating um, as well. So thank you so much for being the co-host for today. Hopefully you got as much out of it as I did. Thank you for having me. It's been such a great opportunity. I've really enjoyed chatting with both you and Mary, learning a little bit more about her experience as a Rotarian, as district governor, and gaining a bit of confidence for myself in my new role. So this has been such a wonderful opportunity. Thank you so much. And thank you for all listening to today's podcast of Hey Neighbor. As always, a huge thank you to the magician behind the curtain, Christina, for putting together today's episode. And make sure you subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes featuring Rotarians that are so inspiring. We have such an amazing lineup planned for you. And we're so excited to hear from so many Rotarians, and around the world, just like Mary and Tammy. So we'll see you next time on Hey Neighbor.